Here's today's God Heals Hurting Marriages with Charlene Steinkamp. Hi, it's Charlene. We're now in summer, which people around the world are so thankful for their good weather and beautiful flowers. But June also represents many weddings around the world. And it also represented Father's Day. I pray that you will choose this month to pray that the Lord will reignite your love for your husband or wife more than it has been recently. I want you to ask the Lord to give you that agape, unconditional love for your husband or wife each and every day. Ask for it and ask the Lord to touch your heart to be able to receive it. My prayer for you is to seek the Lord to remind you of your dating days with your spouse, your exciting engagement memories, and of course, your wedding plans and your wedding day. Yes, sometimes they were very stressful, but when all done, you were walking down the aisle to the man you were marrying for life, or looking at your beautiful bride coming down, radiating her love for you. Do you remember your wedding vows that you said to each other? Now, if you were married in the past few years, you may have written your own wedding vows to your beloved husband or wife, which is so awesome. How I wish I could have done that for Bob. How romantic and loving. Never forget what you both had on your wedding day. Fight for your marriage forever as you both became one flesh, as it says in Matthew 19. Bob and I did not think of writing our wedding vows, but we said to each other the traditional wedding vows, which I said, and let me quote, I take thee, Bob, to be my wedded husband, to have and to hold from this day forward, for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health, to love and to cherish till death do us part, according to God's holy ordinance. And thereto I pledge thee my faith. Wow. Wow. If we only would remember our wedding vow if we only understood our wedding vows. For better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health, to love and to cherish, till death do us part. How many husbands and wives have said that to their beloved spouses And we've gone all through all of these different words for better, for worse. Yes, Bob and I had better days, better weeks, better months, better years. And then we had some horrible days and weeks and months. But we should never given up. We've been richer and we've been poorer in parts of our life. And Bob had 16 years of off and on sickness before he died. So I am so thankful that 
we need to understand these precious vows that we make and stand on not only the word of God that he gives us, but stand on the vows that we made before so many people or or even just another two witnesses. Vows are very important that we make. It says that in the Bible. I've been so honored to share my story, our testimony, so you do not have to go through all that Bob and I did and our precious children did. When I think of a wedding, I think of love. And when I think of a wedding, I think of 1 Corinthians 13, which was in our wedding. And I want you to understand, this is one scripture that you could pray daily or weekly with both your names in it, in certain sections of it, and pray that the Holy Spirit, the Lord, will touch and change both of you to act and react like the Bible says. That is our goal. That is what we want to be, the best wife, the best husband, the best mother and father that we can possibly be. And the Lord can help you be that. But you have to cry out to him, help me, change me, mold me, make me. Are you willing to surrender your heart and life to the Lord? Yes, you're in a marriage crisis right now, but God can transform it and change it. Let me read 1 Corinthians 13, which is a scripture that if you don't know me well, I love it. Verse 1 says, If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but listen, but do not have love, I am nothing. Verse 3 says, If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship, that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Do you hear? Do you see what God is saying? How much we need to love? God is love, and we want to be more like him every day. Verse 4 says, and this is my part that I say, you can put you and your husband's and wife's name in, every day your children's name in it, that we all be lovable and love each other. As love, verse 4 says, love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always persevere. Verse 5 
verse 8, love never fails. 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 8. Oh, I pray that the Lord will remind you every day or every week to read and put your name and your family's names into this scripture. It is powerful. You will reap what you sow. You may want to interrupt me right now and say, oh, you do not know what my husband or wife or children are doing. It does not matter. Do you know how many relationships that they've been in since we've been separated or divorced? Or you may have an in-home prodigal. I know. I understand. You know our story. And if you don't, you can get it. We had many marriage problems that started the first year of our marriage. But God. But God was there all the time if we wanted to listen and obey him. And that's where I failed. But God gave me another chance. Bob failed many times in the first 19 years of our marriage, but God kept working on him over and over and even called him into the ministry, and we served him. So I want you to know that no one, there is no one that is impossible to be touched. And I want you to believe that. God said he sent his only son to seek and save the lost. And we were all lost. So God will speak to you. He will direct your steps. He will guide you. If you just keep talking to him and crying out to him, you must seek the Lord. The Lord is the key to your beginning, your walking and standing and praying and fighting for your marriage. God spoke to me as I read the word. And there's two keys to marriage restoration that are very important. And that is reading the word daily. Even if it's a little bit, it's better than none. But try to read a chapter of the Bible a day because God will speak to you through his word. And the next key is just as important. It's praying and talking to the Lord. And you can talk to the Lord at a special quiet time or you can talk to the Lord off and on throughout the day asking for help, or praising his holy name, or praising him and thanking him for all the things he does for you throughout the day. God gave me two scriptures in the beginning of my stand. One was Luke 1, 37. Nothing is impossible with God. And I've used that for over 30 years. I have said what God has given me. In Luke 1, 37, nothing is impossible with God. Nothing removes every complication you want to give me, every scenario, every circumstance. He wants you to know that regardless of that circumstance that you're facing right today, nothing is impossible with God. Even a diagnosis, nothing is impossible with God if we pray and seek the Lord. He's in control, one step at a time. And Luke 145 says, Blessed 
is she or he who has believed that what the Lord has said to her or him will be accomplished. And that was saying to me, remove your doubt, Charlene. Remove that unbelief, Charlene. Stop looking at Bob. Stop looking at what he's doing. Stop tormenting your mind every weekend that he doesn't have the kids. Stop and listen. Believe what I have said and what I've spoken to you, Charlene. It's going to be accomplished. Hold on. Wait on me. Be still before the Lord and wait on the Lord. Last Sunday night at our church service, the pastor opened this Bible and said he was going to preach on Ezekiel 37. And my heart did a little flip-flop because that was one of the scriptures that God gave me when I was standing. God said to me that he would breathe new life into my dead marriage. Now read Ezekiel 37. It's an awesome scripture. And it talks about dead bones. And he then talks to Ezekiel. And I'm not going to read it today. I'm not going to even discuss it. But I'm saying God gave that to me. And I'm giving it to you today to say, read it. Because he wants to breathe new life into your dead marriage. It doesn't matter how dead it is or even if you're divorced. See, I did divorce Bob. And then God spoke to me two to three months later and said, guess what? You made a tremendous mistake. You did not seek me. You did not ask me. You would cry out, but you wouldn't listen to me. You disobeyed me. And here, I'm sending you a couple to listen to their testimony, to tell you that the marriage can be hopeless and dead, but God can breathe new life into any marriage. Any marriage. We have got to stop saying my husband or wife are doing this. And because of that, it's hopeless. Well, it's not hopeless. A non-covenant marriage, even if they marry the other person, it does not mean it's hopeless. It means that God's got to sever, cut, and destroy that ungodly relationship that was birthed in adultery. So we've got to believe God's word, and you need to read it. And we need to love our spouses unconditionally. Because in 1 Peter 4, 7 to 8, it's just for you and me. The end of all things is near. The Lord is coming. Therefore, be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray. May I repeat that? Be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. The Lord's going to cover your sins and he's going to cover your spouse's sins with you loving each other deeply. You let go and you let God and say, Lord, I forgive them each and every day. Don't hold on and wait. Forgive them every day for what you don't even know they're doing and saying, regardless, Lord, I love them unconditionally. They're my one flesh, and we are going to have you resurrect and restore our dead marriage. What has the Lord been speaking to you about marriage restoration? 
What scriptures is he giving to you? What rhema words is he giving to you? What scriptures leap off the page? What sermons are you hearing? We need to understand the Lord wants to change you first. And God wanted to change me first because I was the one that gave up. And then people will notice that your face is radiating the Lord. He will notice the joy. They'll notice you are changing. You have the joy of the Lord. And that is what you want to do. You want, regardless of your circumstances, to radiate the joy of the Lord. You know when Bob got diagnosed with cancer, that is one thing I can tell you personally. He said, the Lord has spoken, and the Lord can touch and heal me, or I will be blessed to see him face to face and be in heaven, which is a blessing from God. I have eternal life. And that weekend that we knew about it, we had family and friends come, and even a couple from out of town, and we had church in his private room. And I can tell you, he walked through the cancer diagnosis with faith and with courage. I want us never to face life knowing that the Lord's not with us in any circumstance that you face. If you have unpaid bills, cry out to the Lord and say, Lord, help me. You're the one that own everything. So Lord, help me pay these bills. Increase my salary. Give me a better job. Pray about everything. I pray you will be blessed to go to a wedding this June and remind yourself of the day you were married. And you never thought of divorce that day. You never thought that you would divorce your spouse due to what they're doing. You never thought that you would have marriage problems. God created the earth and the sky and the moon and the stars. He created marriage. The enemy, Satan, is out to steal, kill, and destroy all that God created. Never give up on marriage. Let us pray for all our churches to stomp out divorce in our churches. Let us be the lighthouse for marriages. God can heal and resurrect hearts and lives every day. Have you ever examined your own family's genealogy or your spouse's history of genealogy in the past? What is the heritage of your spouse's parents, grandparents, or great-grandparents? Did you or your husband or wife come from a family who has served the Lord? Or did you come from a family who were divorced? May I recommend you pray a prayer to break all generational sins from both sides of your family. We cannot even imagine what many, many generations ago our family members could have been involved in. So I ended up praying against witchcraft, occult, lying, cheating, stealing, gambling, any kinds of alcohol or drug addictions, abuse, adultery, pornography, sexual immoralities, divorce, infirmities of all sorts of illnesses, or depression can be passed on from one generation to another. So I decided I would pray against all of that on both sides of Bob and my family history. 
and believe that the Lord can sever, cut, and destroy all of those generational sins not to be passed on to our family line. We are going to put the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ and the cross, and we're going to put it right there and say, from this generation forward, we're putting our Lord to be break all the generational sins on both sides of our family. And we're going to pray that all the past is past and that we're going to choose to pick up the cross and our family history for the future is we've accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, that we believe that he died on the cross and shed his blood and he is giving us eternal life. And we're going to pray for every one of our children, grandchildren, parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, and cousins to know the Lord Jesus Christ before we die. That's our assignment, is to share the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, not only to our family and our extended family members, but to all that we are around. We may look like our parents or have different personality traits of our parents or grandparents, but how often do we hear comments about it from many people? But I'm praying today that you will pray against the generational sins of people we have never met or even know about because there is freedom in Jesus Christ. Galatians 5.1 says that. I'm asking you today to choose to make a difference in your family for generations in the future, for your legacy. Will you become more burdened about your spouse's soul than the things of the world that are tempting you to give up and want happiness now? You can have the joy of the Lord without your spouse home. The Lord can be everything to you and can meet all of your needs. Will you become like men and women throughout the Bible who prayed and stood in the gap for their people? You can make an eternal difference if you will start praying regularly for the salvation of the lost all around you, including your precious husband, and any of those other people that are in his life that are not to be in his life. Pray that God removes them. Pray that God sever cuts and destroys the soul ties. Pray that your spouse will have thoughts more frequently and more intense about you and your relationship, your marriage, and your children. Pray that they will come to their senses and escape from the trap of the enemy, as it says in 2 Timothy 2.26. Nothing, nothing is impossible with God. I am so excited what the Lord can do in this month of June. Let us pray and let us stir up and fan the flame that is in your heart and don't give up on your spouse. Don't give up because of your circumstances. Trust the Lord. Have faith in God. Persevere. 
and do not give up. Let me pray for you. Lord, I just thank you. I thank you for today. I thank you that you are a God of miracles. You can do anything and nothing is impossible. Lord, I pray that you will go touch this prodigal that has walked away from his family or her family and has walked away from all that they did on their wedding day and with their wedding vows. And may you remind the, the prodigal that is either in home or out of home that you need to turn your heart back to your family. May you speak to them loudly, clearly, distinctly. May they remove that double-mindedness and make them single-minded. And if they don't know you, may they have a Damascus Road experience that they come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. Now may you touch this dear precious husband or wife, and may you give them the faith and the hope to believe that nothing, nothing is too hard. And we will just give you all the praise and the glory of what you're going to do in this husband or wife's life. And may you transform it, and may they walk around radiating the joy of the Lord because of what you're doing in their daily life. And we will just give you the praise and the glory because God loves and created marriage, and marriage is forever. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. If we can help you in any way, we invite you to visit the website of Rejoice Marriage Ministries at www.rejoiceministries.org. Thanks for joining us today as we proclaim that God heals hurting marriages. Divorce strikes families around the world often with little notice. You can help us minister to these families with your financial gift. Visit rejoiceministries.org and help us teach men and women what Jesus can do for their hurting family.